Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy C I Double Z Y. You dig live action back at it again with another episode of the Voices of Value podcast, where we bring guests on to share their stories. Look, anybody who's here for the fifth or sixth or seventh consecutive Friday listening to this podcast, I appreciate you. You know, I, I hope God's blessing you in all all the major ways. But I really appreciate you just taking the time out to listen to the podcast. Uh, listen to our guests, give our guests a follow, support their journey, support their stories. And we're back at it with another dope guest, as I promised. We got our guy, Tyree Colbert. I believe I pronounced that right. How you doing today, boss? How you doing? Bless, bless, man. Say what's up to the people. Let them know, you know, what city you're coming from. You know, well, you know, I just told you kind of why I'm having you on the podcast. Yeah. Share a little bit about your background, a little bit about your story. I'm Tyree Colbert. I'm from Kansas City. I'm a 16-year-old black author and just a black youth. Just empowerment to the city. Hell yeah. I love it, man. Did you grow up in Kansas City since you were were you born and raised here? Everything, Casey? All I know uh, is Kansas City. Like, I done traveled a little bit, but my heart here. I love that, man. And you know, the, the most important thing about this podcast is, yes, we want to talk about the book. We want to talk about what you're trying to do for the town and for yourself. But I, I really want people to kind of get a solid understanding of who you are and and what inspires you. And, and again, further into your background. So starting like when you was a, I know you're still a young bull, but when you were a younger bull, you know what I'm saying? You was like a kid. What were you really interested in? What were you really passionate about? Were you always writing were you always making you know doing poetry or or creating in that way or were you more interested in sports or tv or cartoons like think about when you were seven eight years old what were your early interests i did a lot of different sports like i played football i did wrestling in middle school like i run track a little bit still like i was more of an athlete at first but like when you like when i lost so much that would bring me into my writing path of doing the writing to express myself I love that. And was there, was there someone in particular that kind of inspired you in regards to the writing process? Or was it just very natural? Like one night you were just chilling and you was like, damn, there's a lot going on around me. Let me write. Or or does your pops write? Or does an auntie? Like what, what kind of got you introduced to the writing process? It was really my grandma and my dad that was writers. And that would got me like into writing. That's the way they express themselves. And they just taught me like, it's what you got to do to express yourself, to not go down the other path that you people use to express themselves. Not to say it is wrong, but like the way they do it, it ain't going to get them in nowhere. But Jalen did. So like, I just followed them in that path. I love it. Can you dive into a little bit more about your your, your grandmoms and your pops in, in regards to writing? Like, were they writing poetry? Were they writing books as well? If so, like what was the genres or the stories that they were telling? I don't know if you've read any of their books or their uh, or their work before, but I'm sure you have. So feel free to share. My, my father has his own book also. And my grandma was just more of just writing about her life, like her own just like autobiography, basically like her own just story. But my dad is also a poet just like me. I love that. I love that. Do you have any other inspirations outside of, you know, family members? Are there any books or any authors that really like touch your heart when you've read their books or maybe read their poetry? I know a lot of people, although they they look at him as simply a rapper, but, you know, a lot of people 
that I've had on this podcast who got into poetry were actually introduced to it through some of Tupac's early work, like when he was just like straight up writing poetry and and not fully, you know, putting it into rap music yet. So who are some of your early inspirations outside of the family members? I look at Tupac and I look at like Malcolm X writings and more of Martin Luther King writings. Like I look at all of that and just bring it, not all, like I don't take all of their stuff from it. Like I look at points they talk about and I look at how that relates to my life and I just all wrap it around and make some poems. Like I looked at some of Tupac's work for some of the poems in my book and it's going to be in some of the poems in my next book. Okay. And why why Malcolm X, man? Why Martin Luther King? I know it's easy to say they they were black leaders and I respect that, but what else about them kind of stood out to you? Was it a certain energy where it was there a so certain poem or or speech that they gave that kind of really tapped into your heart and made you be like, man, I look up to these individuals. I want to continue investing in their work. I looked at like the way they moved this man, like they stood on principles and like respectable principles. But they did it in the right way and they didn't do it in the wrong way that could end up up in dead or jail. They both ended up dead behind what they were standing on. But like they had a reason and a why. Mm, mm, I love that. And and what what would you say is your why? I know, you know, some people might be like, ah, he's too young. Don't ask him that question. But I hate when people used to tell me that, like, you're too young. Like, you'll find your purpose later. You'll find your why later. Right now. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you're tapped into. You've experienced a lot, which we'll dive into. So, you know. In terms of the work you're putting out now and your mission, what's your why at this moment in life at 16? What's your what do you feel like your purpose is? Although it might change, but what do you feel like it is today? My purpose is like when in our city and in, in just cities everywhere in America, like we see so many young teens that we were just in class with die just out last weekend with die. So like it's to make it to 25 and leave a legacy for whenever I do go that the whole city, just the whole America. And just the whole world can be around, like to touch souls. I love that. I love that. And you know, God willing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna push that age of a little bit more for sure. 50, 60 years old, God willing. But I, I feel you, man. I think, unfortunately, a lot of us had that same goal when we were younger. It's like, damn, if I make it to 18, it's a, it's a damn surprise. So, like, God bless. I know. Growing up for myself, it was just crazy once you turn 13, 14 and people start getting, you know, involved in the wrong things, you know, um, and you just start seeing people pass left and right or get locked up early. So I, I know you've mentioned, you know, just based off your Instagram post, your bio, your your book, your book, I know you've lost some people in your life. Can you kind of share how you know, those, those losses or, or not, you know, seeing somebody one day and then not seeing them the next day kind of influenced how you think and changed who you were at a young age and kind of is like inspiring this, this new version of you moving forward, I guess you could say. It like, it make you value your life more and value your decisions. Like you're not just living for yourself and people don't understand that. Like my life affects more than just me. My life affects you. My life affects my family, my friends, just everyone around me. So you really just got to value your life more. And I had to realize that like some stuff I used to do, I wasn't supposed to be doing. Like you just got to value your life and learn from that. You got to be bigger. Like people put a cap on you like this is all he's going to do in life. Like you got to break that cap and go reach whatever you want to reach in life. Mm -hmm. And so when you... When you think about 17, 18, 19, like getting older into your 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 late teens and your early twenties, 
what what do you think is next for you? I know you mentioned a second book. I know you you are currently writing. Is there are you interested in college? If not, are you interested in still very passionate about sports? Are you really into business or entrepreneurship? Like, what do you think is up next for Tyree as you continue to get older? I want to release my own clothing brand coming up also, drop more books, write some more poetry, and I want to go to TSU after graduation and really just chill, make some of my own businesses and invest in stocks for real and become a real estate broker. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And, and what got you interested in those? Like, you know, you mentioned stocks, you mentioned real estate. Um, is it is it other inspirational figures online? Is it your pop? So what got you interested in those forms of, of I guess, developing wealth is probably what your goal is to, is to, you know, develop wealth, be able to look after the family. But why those avenues? What what inspires you about real estate? What inspires you about stocks? My pops, my pops once told me, like, you got to be able to make money in your sleep. So if I take a day off, I want to be able to still make money without working every day. And it's not that I want days off. It's that I just want a generational income that my grandkids can live off and their grandkids can live off. Because I don't want my grandkids or their grandkids to be in the same shoes as I was. Like, I just want everybody to just eat, eat and eat forever. Respect it. I respect it. I think one thing that was challenging for me, and so I kind of want to ask you, like when, when I was younger and I was focused on big things and I felt like people around me who were surrounding me, whether it was at school or whether it was in the neighborhood, weren't really interested in the same things I was interested in. So I like reading books. I like, you know, learning about how to get money. I like spreading love and spreading good energy. I was really passionate about treating everybody with respect, no matter what race, color, neighborhood, whatever, just loving everybody. And I feel like I feel that similar energy from you in the post that you share and then also just early on in this conversation. So how do you, how have you managed the people that you keep around you? Like, how do you make sure you keep the right team of people around you so that you are, you know, going in the right direction and you have a supporting cast? I would say I only keep people who like genuinely love me and care around. Like some people only come around for certain things. And like, this is how I can say this. Like when I first made my book, it was a lot of support from people who've been around, who've been there, but then it also wasn't support. But then it's new people coming in, showing me 10 times the support of other people who've been around. So I say, if you're not genuinely like real for me, you can't come around. You can't be in my small circle that I do have because them people aren't they spot. Like they, they always here with me, the good days, the bad days, the days I don't want to do stuff, the days I do want to do stuff. So like, that's why I hold my pops, my grandma, my family, my friends, my people at the Kansas City Descender to a high level because they hear regardless. Mm, mm, that's respect. I love that. I love that. Let's talk about the book a little bit more. So could you share with the listeners, you know, first off, the title of the book, um, your best description of the book, and then when did you write it? Uh, the same windows, two different views is that everybody has a perfect perspective of just Kansas City, of me, of everything. But I just got a different view. We could be looking at the exact same thing, and it's just I got a different view. And what questions? Yeah, no. What uh, like what inspires you to write it? I I think you kind of touched on that already. So let's talk about when did you create it? I know it's a it's a if from my understanding, it's a collection of poems. Is that correct? The collection of poems, some from like 2016 when my big brother first passed, some recent, some a little older, like in the middle of that like 2019, 2020 per se, but I just grabbed a collective. Like I put some poems back to back, 
some of my dad's work back to back where we both look at the same window, but just a different view from different ages and different things he's been through in life. Mm. And and what was the process of putting the book together? I know I, I feel like there's probably some kids out there who maybe through class at school or maybe they are huge writers and they write at home, but they might have a whole lot of collections of uh, a collection of poems. They might just have a collection uh, of writings and they've been like, I want to put it into a book, but they have this energy that, that, that has kind of presented an obstacle for them. Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. So what can you tell those, you know, other young people out there that might want to create a book about the first, maybe one through three steps that they need to take in order to launch a book or, or get a, a book out there into the world. You just got to put yourself out there. That's what I can say. Like I just tapped myself in with the right people got me connected through certain things. You just got to put yourself out there and you got to want it for yourself. You got, you can't have people wanting to come to you. Like, Hey, you want to write a book? You got to actually want to do it and actually want to be there and actually want to tap in with people, gain the connections and just gain the broad, perspective on our city and on just anything that you do mm. your poems you know and in, inside of your book often talk about personal experiences like love loss uh betrayal i know i saw a post earlier today that said you know some people switched up some people got locked up some people passed away and you stayed by my side referring to somebody in the photo so you know how do you feel when you share these emotions with others especially through the book and or, you know, you're talking about it right now on the podcast. So what emotions come up? Are you like comfortable being vulnerable and sharing your your story, your authentic life with others? Or are there um, like senses of, of wanting to reserve or not sharing everything? So what's like your emotions around sharing feelings and experiences that revolve around love and loss? Like sometimes I can't say I feel vulnerable. Like I, you could talk to my pops. It's like some poems I didn't want to put in there that was about my mother and about just other things I've been through in life. But I will say, like, for, like, Tyrell, my big brother I talked about that's been through here, like, I, I could talk to him about anything, and he's going to always be with me regardless of what he's going to call it real, uncut. He's going to tell me, like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And that's why I value him so highly. I value others so highly because the people who real, who showing genuine love, tough love, that's what you need around you. And that's what you always going to need around you if you're going to end up being successful. Mm, I love that. So you mentioned a, a, a book number two, a next book. Like what's what's in your mind in regards to, you know, the the next idea you're putting together? Whatever you'd like to share. It might be, a, you know, you might not want to share everything, but whatever you want to share, what what are your next, you know, plans on, on the next piece of work that you put out? Uh, this is more like a dedication to my mother, my big brother. And it's going to be called Robin's Youngest Son, because mm -hmm. I am my mother's son. And it's going to be poems about her, about everything I've been through, about just being a young Black man without a mother, and just more to relate to people without mothers and why are you doing what you're doing in life. Mm. I think that'll be really powerful, because I think it's often the reverse, especially in our community, is like there. there's unfortunately often one parent gone, but it's often not the mother. The mother's often the one that's there for, for, for the long term. So I'm sure that's challenging, but I'm sure a lot of people will connect with it. And, you know, it's a, a different approach for, for people to tap into. So I love that. I look, I look forward to tapping in and uh, reading that when it comes out. What a 
podcasts or movies or TV shows does Tyree really enjoy that kind of like inspire you or or keep you, you know, happy, joyful? Maybe you're having a tough day and you're like, man, I need to watch something to to bring my spirits up. What's that going to be or who's that going to be? I actually really don't watch TV. I'm more of a basketball kind of guy. So I'm the basketball manager at my high school center. And like, I really just like to go watch the boys play basketball. Just I used to play basketball, but I ain't as good as everybody else is now. So like, I like to go watch them play. I love that. I think that's also something to admire though, by the way, just, just something you just said probably was just something that came out your mouth, but I think it's important. Like sometimes, man, ladies and gentlemen, this is for everybody out there, young or old. Sometimes you got to play your role and find joy in certain, in, in certain parts of, of your life story. Some people are like, I'm not good, but I'm a, I'm going to keep trying to be the best player or they be telling themselves, you know, lies for 10 years. Like, nah, I'm going to go to the league. Nah, I'm going to go to the league. Nah, I'm going to go to the league. And I, and I respect the motivation, but at the same time, sometimes you got to tap in internally and, and and look at your surroundings and look at your skill set and be like, Hey, this may not be for me, but there is a role that I can play in the success of this team or in this uh, specific field. Maybe you're not a great, obviously our guy Tyree is, but maybe you hang out Tyree and you, and you want to write books too, but you really are shitty at writing respectfully. And it's like, you uh, maybe you need to play a supporting role. Maybe you read Tyree's books and, and you give him some feedback and now you play in a role in, in, in the team. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a book I, or there's a book that I just read. It's the autobiography of Will Smith and it's just called Will. And he talks so much about that, about, like his team from when he was a young boy, like being 16, 17, and then like just grabbing everybody from around them, around him and creating a team of like supporting cast players. And some of them young boys probably wanted to be superstars or be the main person. But then eventually everyone realizes that everyone can win. You just got to support, you know, you play your role and you support the person who's leading the pack. And that's how like a squad, a team can win. But it's a lot of pride internally for a lot of us. So it can be difficult, but I think, you know, anyways, just you mentioning that you still love basketball, but you realized it may not be your thing. So you were like, all right, well, I'm going to be a manager. I'm going to come support. I'm going to still help the team win. You still play a role. I think that's a beautiful thing, especially for a young boy to kind of like tap in with early on. So I love that. What uh, what do you think about um avenues or, or platforms like this, like podcasting? I know a lot of people that have a lot of stories to tell or have a lot of things to share, have been getting into podcasting, have been um, launching podcasts. Have you ever thought about launching a podcast? Are there any interest there in regards to, you know, sharing more about your life story and more, you know, tidbits and inspiration that might be able to like touch other people's hearts, but through a different platform like podcasting or maybe, maybe rapping or maybe singing or maybe doing public speaking? Like, are there any other avenues outside of you know, authoring books that you've been interested in tapping into? I feel like there's more avenues to come. Like, I do know how to rap and write music. My big brother taught me, but, like, if it comes up, it happens. Like, that's not something I just want to go out there and get. Also, yeah. like, I wanted to go out there and get it. Like, with rap, it's like, if it comes, it comes. But if it happens, it happens. If sports happen, it happens. You know, like, I'm not just looking for that. But I just really want to make it big with my books. I love that. I love that. How big is a uh, school in the family? Like how important for, is it for you to go to college for you? And then from like your parents, like what, what's the energy around college inside of the, the Colbert household? Oh, if I don't make my grades, I won't be doing nothing. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, I can't leave that house. I can't do nothing. Like, grades yeah. came first. And with my grandma, she really big on everybody goes to college. Even if that's not what you're going to go get your degree and what you want to do, everybody got to at least go. So with Tyrell, he went to TSU. My father went to UCM. Mm -hmm. My mother went to UCM also. So, like, I'm going to college for sure. Like, I got I to. But I might, I might stay more local and go to MCC, but I want to go to TSU. And so TSU, by the way, is that Texas Southern or is that a is it okay? Southern. Gotcha, gotcha. Just went and that's a HBCU, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I see. I, I don't know if you caught the the game yesterday during the All Star Weekend with a uh, Grambling State and a uh, I forgot the other school, but the NBA and HBCU schools partnered to like play a, a you know a HBCU college basketball game nationally during the All Star game. So respect to all the HBCUs out there, and and I'm sure that success and and all the uh, the you know education needed for Mr. Tyree will come and and you'll do well. So before you know, I, I really wanted to jump in, share your story, be able to have a conversation with you, and then I look forward to in the following months as you release more books, tapping back in with you for future episodes, and just kind of getting an update on your life as you continue to grow and develop. I just love to see young people doing something. Really, at the end of the day, and I'm young too, so don't don't feel like I'm talking down to you, but like you know, I just love to see young people doing something. I feel like when I was 16, I was really upset that a lot of people around me weren't chasing dreams or didn't have big goals they was just out here in the streets and then look at what well, they ain't here no more and you know it was it's sad to see so i really love you know seeing individuals like yourself in your position you know doing something for yourself and i'm sure your family plays a role too but i can already tell that you got a good heart so sending love your way my guy before we sign out of here today i want you to kind of share you know, one piece of advice for for the listeners on maybe how to live a more joyful or 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 happy life. You've went through a lot of tough things, so I'm sure you've had to develop strategies internally and mentally to kind of move through each day with a joyful attitude and with with faith and purpose. So, just anything, and don't feel like you need to answer quickly. Feel free to think on it. But one piece of advice for the people out there. So this one thing I live by, like you got to live every day like it's your life. So if you die today. Is that the way you wanted to lead a relationship you left with your parents, with your family? So I always just try to at least go to bed saying I love you and I apologize for whatever I did throughout the day because I know it's hard on people around me. Like I change my moods quick because I go through so many things. Like one minute, I just don't want to talk. With some minutes, I want to talk all day long. So like they, they with you with the good times and the bad times. So you got to really love the people around you, love just everyone. Like because you leaving a legacy if you die right now today, they don't want to say, oh, he he was mad all the time. He was really a mean, crude person. You want to say, dang, Tyree was smiled, room full of joy. Like, he loved people and loved everyone around him like you do. So you just got to give that love and get it right back. So that's one thing I can't say. I love it. I love it. And the last thing, plug plug the name of your book one more time. Uh, maybe why someone should read it. What type of people might be interested in reading your book and then uh, where they can find it. Uh, same windows, two different views by Tyree Colbert. Why you should read my book? It's just, it's just life. Like if you ever been through anything, ever just had to say like I gotta go get it for myself, you would relate to it. Like, and if you ever just like had to had them talk to yourself, like it's a lot of things people don't see in the lives people live. Like people don't see in the hard life of being a teenager. Like you have to bury so many people around you. Like. 
I've been to too many funerals for my age. Like people don't understand that and people don't understand them talk that they have to have with their kids or have to go through themselves. So like people just got to relate and that's how they can relate to it. You could go get my book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart. Uh, it's down on 18th and Vine and the Negro Baseball Museum. And I got copies myself in my Instagram. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, check the description out. All the information to be able to get his book and also follow Tyree and, and continue to follow his story will be in the description. Um, most importantly, just make sure you go out there, buy the book. If you ain't buying a book, at least leave a five-star review so that it gets pushed up in the charts on Amazon. That's very, very helpful um, in terms of, you know, for, for authors. So Tyree, man, thank you for making time today to jump on this podcast. I would love to, in the following weeks, connect with you and your pops pay for pay for some dinner with you guys and just chop it up um and then we'll definitely get a podcast again in the future once you drop that next book to share more about where you're at and how you're feeling and and uh just catch up if you ever need anything feel free to shoot me a dm and with that being said ladies and gentlemen this is the voices of value podcast if you enjoyed this po podcast conversation which i know you did leave a five-star review again follow my guy tyree this is your boy signing out this episode of the voices of value podcast is sponsored by CGS Fitness, a health and wellness company owned and operated by the host of this podcast, Kyla Stutzer. Kyla Stutzer helps busy professionals lose weight, improve their physical and mental energy without giving up their favorite foods by using his metabolic optimization protocol. If you're interested in coaching with CGS Fitness, whether online or in person, make sure you shoot an email to Coach Stutzer at Coach S T U T Z E R at gmail.com saying, I want to get healthy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Voices of Value podcast. We'll be back next time.